Hello, I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and welcome to another episode of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast Weekly News Review, brought to you by the good people at the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. Here are some of this week's top stories. It's been one year since fury erupted outside of the government center in Monticello after the county announced it was considering selling the care center at Sunset Lake, the county-owned nursing home in Liberty, to a private care provider. Holding sides and chanting, a group of concerned residents, care center employees, family members of residents at the care center, and others spoke out about the proposed sale in July of 2020. Of course, we know now that the county legislators decided not to sell the facility, but rather lease it to a management company. During a tumultuous few months, the nursing home went through three administrators. Sharita Alexander resigned in August after three and a half months before former County Health and Family Services Commissioner Stephanie Brown stepped in to temporarily fill the role. Current Administrator Burt Cones began in October 2020. The care center was transferred to a newly formed local development corporation and top it all off, it was facing a public health crisis, COVID-19. The care center is still under county ownership as the finalization of a contract with Infinite Care, the company chosen by the legislature to lease the nursing home, waits in the wings. President of the Family Council, Lou Setrin, said, quote, We have spent 364 days in limbo at the legislature meeting on July 1st. He said, quote, The facility has languished. It's withering on the vine. A shortage of staff and the building being locked down to visitors because of the pandemic are just some of the issues that have been plaguing the care center this past year, according to Setron and others who have been coming to the legislature's meeting since last summer. In July 2020, the county announced it would begin the process to sell the care center to a private care provider as part of the response to an anticipated fiscal crisis brought on by the pandemic. According to the county, the nursing home had been operating at a loss for years, losing millions annually. Legislative Chairman Rob Doherty said at the time, quote, we cannot ask taxpayers to shoulder even more of the heavy financial weight, yet neither do we want to close it, considering the critical services and employment it provides to our community. The care center opened in 1990 and has 146 beds, and the most recent report indicates there are 84 residents and 124 employees. In July of last year, the legislature held a public hearing on the proposed sale to an overflow crowd as people urged the legislators not to sell the facility, contending that a county-owned nursing home could provide better care than a for-profit one. By August, the legislature voted 8-1 to one to transfer the care center to the LDC. District 6 legislator Louis Alvarez cast the sole dissenting vote. Chairman Doherty said they heard the concerns from the county residents, employees, and relatives. He said he wants to ensure quality care while continuing employment for county workers and keeping the facility open. Five members were appointed to the LDC, District 2 Legislator and Health and Family Services Committee Chair Nadia Reich, Assistant County Manager Michelle Huck, County Coroner Albie Bachman, Attorney and recently elected Jeffersonville Mayor Bill Chellis, and Lowell Friedman, a Bethel resident who was named the chairman. The LDC was tasked with finding and recommending a company to manage the care center and initiating a lease. Reich told the Democrat that currently the LDC is working on the management contract and said, quote, the attorneys from both groups are working to finalize it. I'm hoping to move this forward sooner rather than later so that a new management group is in place and moves the care center in a more positive direction for the benefit of the residents and employees. Care Center Administrator Bert Cohn has recently reported to the legislature that they are facing a shortage of employees. He said, quote, staffing in our nursing department, primarily RNs and LPNs, continues to be extremely challenging. We are using various staffing agencies to cover shifts. The legislators also authorized the creation of nursing positions, including on a per diem basis, as they struggle to fill those roles. 
At the legislature's meeting last week, some members of the public said employees are leaving because they are unsure of their future job security as a new company comes in. Legislator Alvarez, whose wife used to be a resident at the care center, said employees are not happy. He said, quote, I have the feeling that you go to work there and you're not welcome to work there. He said, if you have a family member there, it hurts you to know that the people are being stretched thin. Kat Scott, vice president of the family council, said she recently was able to visit her mom. Quote, nursing homes aren't happy places, but they're not necessarily sad places, she said. The first time I got to walk the halls to get to my mom's room, I was struck by how sad the nursing home is now. Legislator Joe Perillo said he went to visit six nursing homes when considering the potential management company, which were all for profit, and that the employees and the residents were pleased. He said, quote, during my visitations, they were dancing, having entertainment, and I think all the clients looked happy. Moving forward, it appears Infinite Care will assume management of the nursing home any day now, just over one year since this all began. Infinite Care is a Brooklyn-based operator of 18 nursing facilities in New York State and Florida. It was one of three finalists for the lease, as recommended to the legislature by the five-member LDC board. The other two were the Grand Healthcare System of Valley Stream and Vestricare slash the McGuire Group slash Absolute of Buffalo. Shifting gears, the old Sullivan County Jail in Monticello will soon be filled with actors and camera crews as they begin filming a new miniseries for HBO. The show, called The White House Plumbers, is based on the Watergate scandal in the 1970s. It stars Woody Harrelson and Justin Theroux. The White House Plumbers was a covert White House Special Investigations Unit established within a week after the publication of the Pentagon Papers in June 1971 during the presidency of Richard Nixon. Sullivan County Under Sheriff Eric Shibodi, whose office oversees the jail, said filming is set to begin in August. He said the show was looking for a jail that would fit in the era of the 1970s, and the shuttered jail was the perfect fit. When open, it was the oldest county jail in New York, originally built in 1909. For more on this new series, check out the story on our website. After years of planning and anticipation, the Center for Discovery held a ceremonial groundbreaking in Rock Hill last Friday on their new children's specialty hospital at the former Frontier Insurance Building. Expected to open its doors in 2022, the hospital will provide specialized assessment and short-term care for children with complex conditions, including autism spectrum disorders and medical frailties. The Center for Discovery hopes this facility will become a statewide resource for clinical assessment and short-term care that will allow children to transition back to their homes and their communities, thereby reducing the need for long-term residential care. Besides benefiting children with complex conditions in their families, the Center for Discovery says that its first-of-a-kind hospital will save New York millions of dollars each year with the goal of replicating this model of care throughout New York and the United States. Center for Discovery Board Chairman Ed Sweeney said, quote, Today is a real milestone and a very special day for the Center for Discovery, for Rock Hill, for Sullivan County, and for every family in New York State who has a child with a complex condition such as autism. The Center for Discovery acquired the former Frontier Insurance Building in Rock Hill in 2018. As the Democrat reported in March, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer helped secure a $35 million low-interest loan through the United States Department of Agriculture's Office of Rural Development Community Facilities Program after the devastating financial impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic jeopardized construction. Pat Dollard, President and CEO for the Center for Discovery, said they've been working towards this project for 10 years, and he thanked everyone who brought them one step closer, especially the Center for Discovery staff. Dollard said, quote, we can dream it, but if you don't have the staff, the talent, and the effort, then you can't do it. I think it's a great testament to where we are in Sullivan County. The Center for Discovery is internationally known because of Sullivan County people. In our final major story of the week, it's been a crazy time for first responders in Sullivan County. 
Agencies have confirmed that since June 26, there have been five drownings in the section of the Delaware River that runs between Berryville and Port Jervis. The most recent one occurred on the 4th of July when a 17-year-old from Peekskill was swimming near Cedar Rapids when he went under. Rescue attempts were unsuccessful and the search continued for three days. On Wednesday morning, the body was spotted by someone who called 911 and emergency agencies responded after 9 a.m. Sullivan County Undersheriff Eric Shibodi identified the teenager as Lyonie Santos. Shibodi said, quote, the water is very high and swift right now. Things happen very quickly. He said because the river level was at a high, rescue divers could not go in because it was too dangerous and the search commenced with airboats. Also responding to the scene were water rescue teams from Sparrowbush, Lumberland, Highland, and Battalion 8 water rescue team from Orange County, as well as fire departments from Highland and Ulan, Highland Constables, New York State Police, American Legion Ambulance, Mobile Medic, and Sullivan County Coroner Alan Keston. Before this incident, two drownings occurred within moments of each other, both in the Berryville area on June 26. That was followed by a drowning the next day in Port Jervis and another one in Berryville the day after that. Four of the victims were not wearing life jackets, and one was wearing a life jacket that was improperly fitted. Of the five drownings, four involved the victim swimming, and in one case, the victim had jumped off of a raft and did not resurface. For more, check out the story on today's front page and on our website. That concludes today's edition of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. To see more stories, Pick up our latest issue on newsstands across the county, read them online at scdemocratonline.com, or call 845-887-5200 to subscribe today. We hope everyone has a fun and safe weekend, and please, if you do go out on the Delaware River or any major body of water, wear a life jacket.